The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus spoke to his disciples. Do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we celebrate today this memorial feast of St. Augustine, son of St. Monica. We celebrated her yesterday. And so the church puts their feast days back to back to help us appreciate the whole story, the drama of a mother's prayers for her wayward son and his dramatic conversion to Christianity and eventually to uh, answering the call to the priesthood and being ordained a bishop and then later on being named a doctor of the church. So what a story, what a, a testimony to God's grace, God's grace. I was just reading a little bit about God's grace before mass today. And I loved what this one author was saying, how grace and glory are essentially the same thing, but the grace we receive here and now on earth, starting with baptism, is just a little taste of the glory that is to come. So when we get to heaven, we will just receive more grace and it'll be such an infusion of grace that it will resemble God's glory even more. And we will participate even more fully in his eternal exchange of love that he always destined us to participate in, to partake of, to taste, and to see. Our first reading today was from that first letter of St. John, chapter 4. So beautiful, so rich. In this is love, John writes. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as expiation for our sins. So he sets the record straight by reminding us that God loved us first. And when God commands us to love one another and to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and body, it's only because he has first loved us. And that may seem so obvious, yet I think we need to be reminded of it. I like to say that God is the protagonist in our relationship with him. God is always taking the initiative. God is the one who is proposing to us all the time. He's inviting us to come follow him, to rest in him, to receive his body and his blood. Take this, all of you, and eat it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. Take this and drink. This is the chalice of my blood, 
He goes on to say, no one has ever seen God yet. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is brought to perfection in us. That's a work of grace right there. That's a work of grace. It's not something we can just decide to do because I think we've all tried that <laughs> and we know it really doesn't work. I'm gonna really try to be very patient today with my child or my friend or my husband or whatever it might be. And it's not something we can just decide to do. We have to do that, that's true. You know, we have to cooperate with God's grace, but ultimately the transformation that we are desiring and that God is desiring is a work of grace. It's his power and his presence. It's his life in us that we participate in. Not fully, obviously, not completely, but nevertheless, in a very real way. And that too, I'm sure we've all experienced. Because it's said here, we have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. We have come to know, and not just know intellectually, right? But we have come to, you might say, experience for ourselves in our own flesh and blood. And to believe with our minds and our hearts in the love God has for us. And that's ultimately what gives us the confidence to keep going back, to keep seeking, and to keep asking for more. But even that, that experience is a grace, right? That experience, and we've had it. We've been blessed to have had those experiences to come to know God more deeply, more personally, more intimately. And God wants to be known more and more, more and more. And that's why St. Augustine reflected on his own life in his confessions. Late have I loved you. Beauty ever ancient, ever new. I was looking outside, around me in the created world. And then as Maher would say, as if love would ever try to hide, right? You were with me, you were in me, you were closer to me than I was to myself. Can't we all relate to that? God is closer to us than we are to ourselves, meaning that God knows us inside and out. He knows our past. He knows where we are right now in the present. And he also knows where he's leading us. And he knows better than anybody our ultimate destiny, which is to live with him in the Father's house. And he's outside of all of that in some mysterious way, which we really can't comprehend as human beings. But he's, he's in it intimately, and yet at the same time, he's outside of it. That's God. That's why St. Augustine would say, if you can understand it, it's not God. <laughs> so if you think you can understand God, that's not God. Don't think you can understand God completely, totally. So God is wanting to reveal himself to us. That's why he became one of us. He wanted to be our brother in humanity 
so that by his grace, we could be his brothers and sisters in divinity. How about that? So it just, it just goes to show how much God desires to be with us and to have us experience the goodness of his Father. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, what did he teach them? Be our Father. Which says that he just wanted everyone to know the love of the Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father. That's what he wants us to know. The father sent him. Son, go and show them what I'm really like. And, and Jesus was like, absolutely, dad. I would rather, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I wouldn't, you know, want it any other way. I couldn't imagine doing anything better than revealing your love to our brothers and sisters, our creatures, our children. Couldn't imagine doing anything else. So he did that. And as St. John says in his gospel, he came to his own, but his own people received him not. So many didn't even receive him, didn't welcome him. But to those who did... He gave them power to become children of God. His grace, right? We've been born again. We've been born again. So let us not forget that. I think the point here is God's grace is something we all need. And it's that grace that allows us then to have that experience that we all desire. And that God wants for us as well. That's why he gives us his grace. So that we can rest in him and so that we can become all that he created us to be. So we become more like him. So that we resemble our heavenly father just like Jesus did. So that we walk around spreading love and light and peace and joy and truth and goodness so we become holy you know holiness holiness is just becoming more and more like God by the grace of God so we ask St. Augustine to pray for us here today as we receive Jesus in holy communion and receive a big infusion of grace Let's pray that we would be filled up with God's love and transformed into that love and then share that love with our brothers and sisters, with those that God brings into our lives today so we can extend this kingdom of Christ, this kingdom of light and love and peace and justice. So his kingdom would even begin here and now in time in our hearts in our homes and in our world amen, amen.